There is a new deadline looming, and we're counting down to one week from today. Next Saturday, the federal government will face a midnight shutdown unless some funding bill can be passed in Congress and signed by the president. But with every passing hour, resolution seems more and more unlikely. Now federal agencies have been told to begin their formal process of preparing for a government shutdown. That means that millions of federal workers and military personnel are getting ready, too. Their paychecks may be cut off for weeks. Today, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy conceded he has to win over uh, some Republican hardliners who continue to defy him, but he says he's hopeful that they will fall in line and pass some kind of a stopgap spending measure to prevent the shutdown. Here's what he had to say. And with so much at stake uh, at home and uh, overseas, we turn to former Defense Secretary, former White House Chief of Staff, Leon Panetta. Uh, Leon, great to see you as always. Um, you know, you, you were the Chief of Staff uh, for Bill Clinton when there were some government shutdowns back in the 90s. So I think you're a good person to go to on this. You know, you know the Speaker Kevin McCarthy has said that some of his hardliners in his own party want to, quote, burn the place down, which is not something you typically hear from a House Speaker talking about members of his own conference. How do you negotiate in a situation like this? And if you're ever at the White House, do you have to just sort of sit back and watch uh, this unfold? There's not a whole lot you could do if members of McCarthy's own party are, are bucking him. No, they're... Listen, uh, the ball is in uh, Speaker McCarthy and uh, the Republicans' lap right now uh, to decide what happens. And what they have to be careful of is making exactly the same mistake uh, that Newt Gingrich made uh, when he was Speaker uh, and Bill Clinton was President. Uh, Gingrich uh, continued to uh, uh, try to get his way, uh, refused to uh, negotiate and compromise. Uh, on a, on a budget issue uh, with the president uh, and ultimately shut the government down for about five days in November. Uh, they thought they could work something out, didn't happen, and then they shut it down again in December for 21 days. Uh, and the result of that was that the Republicans were blamed for the shutdown. Uh, and what it did, frankly, was it gave Bill Clinton uh, what he needed was the the issue of saying that we're, we stand for protecting the United States, protecting America, and the Republicans stand for tearing it down. Uh, and with that, he won re-election. So I think the Republicans are on the verge of making the same mistake that Gingrich made. And if you're trying to manage the situation down at the border and border agents aren't getting paid because there's a government shutdown, not to mention, you know, military personnel around the world not getting paid or having to wait for their paychecks to come in because of this. Um, that that makes everything much more difficult for the administration, um, especially down at the border, which is dealing with such a big influx of migrants right now. Uh, how, how might that become an even bigger problem if this shutdown happens? Now, that, this is not a good moment for uh, for a shutdown of the federal government. Uh, Number one, we're, we're trying to uh, support uh, with uh, weapons and uh, military uh, support uh, Ukraine in a war against Russia. Uh, we're trying to deal with other danger points in the world. 
Uh, we're trying to deal with a crisis on the border uh, with uh, immigrants. Uh, we're trying to uh, be able to deal with problems in the economy because of these strikes that are taking place. Uh, if you have a shutdown, it's going to hurt the economy that much more. And so the, I think both the president uh, and the leadership in the Congress uh, have to focus on doing what's right for the country, which is passing a continuing resolution, fund the government, and then move on to negotiate uh, on the budget in the future. And one quick final before I move on to Ukraine. If you're advising the president right now, do you advise him to get involved or to sit back and let, let the Republicans duke this out? Well, I, I, think, I think the speaker knows that the president is always available uh, if he really wants to turn to the president. But right now, McCarthy is trying to do this on his own. Uh, his problem, though, is he's trying to do it through appeasing a group of nuts on his side of the aisle. Uh, and, you know, my experience is that when speakers, or any leaders for that matter, uh, start appeasing their enemies in one way or another, they weaken their own position and make it even tougher to be able to find a solution. So I think he's in a tight spot right now, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to find a way out. And Secretary Panetta, I want to shift to Ukraine. Uh, today at the U.N., a journalist asked Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov at what point the U.S. and other Western countries become directly involved in war against Russia versus a proxy war. Uh, obviously, there, you know, some, some people might have problems with that question, but let's listen to what Sergei Lavrov had to say about that. So you can call this whatever you want to call this, but they are directly at war with us. We call this a hybrid war, but that doesn't change the reality. What do you make of that comment, that he's saying that they're directly at war with us, Western nations? Well, you know, I, I think uh, Lavrov is, uh, is basically a mouthpiece for Putin. Uh, he always has been, uh, and he continues to be. And what he's trying to do uh, is to put the blame uh, not on Russia, not on his boss, Putin, but putting his blame on the United States and putting his blame on the Ukraine. Uh, and so by basically saying that everybody's at war with Russia, he's basically blaming everybody else but Putin and Russia for what's happened in Ukraine. And that's, that's just something we have to understand uh, takes us nowhere with regards to trying to resolve this war. And, Mr. Secretary, I, I had to get your, your take on what's going on with these military nominations. Uh, this week, the Senate voted to approve three military nominations in the face of Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville's continued blockade, uh, including the new head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. But as you know, more than 300 nominations are still in limbo. Um, you know, we, we asked uh, General Wesley Clark uh, a week ago about this, and he was saying it was time for somebody somewhere to start playing hardball with uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville. What is your sense as to how you get through this logjam and how uh, this can be overcome? Or does everybody just have to, I guess, placate Tuberville while he, you know, backs himself into a corner on this? Well, he's already backed himself into a corner. Uh, Ms. McConnell doesn't support what he's doing. Most of the Republicans don't support what he's doing. The Democrats certainly don't support what he's doing. Uh, but he's kind of, uh, you know, like we see a lot in the Congress these days, are individuals that kind of do their own thing and to hell with the country. 
Uh, and what he's doing is shameful. He's really hurting uh, the military uh, and our ability to have a command structure uh, in the military. So, yeah, I think uh, it is time to get tough with this guy. I think uh, Chuck Schumer did the right thing to try to push through at least uh, the approval of the chiefs. Uh, in addition to that, you know, I think a clear signal needs to be sent to this guy that the longer he continues, the more defense money uh, he's going to lose for his home state as a result of what he's doing, period. All right. And it, does, it, does it shock you at all to this day? I mean, that, that a senator can have this kind of power. I mean, one senator can hold up all of these nominations. I just have to think if you're uh, the family members of some of these senior military officers waiting to move somewhere, and that's all being held up. One senator can do that. Isn't that a little strange? Well, we're, we're seeing a lot of that in Washington these days uh, as individuals play their own game uh, and yeah. forget about the country and forget yeah. about the importance of the nation. And I think this is just another example of irresponsible leadership. All right. Uh, Secretary Leon Panetta, always appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Good to be with you, Jim. All right. Good to be with you.